0: From high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome to The Joy of Booking. On today's show, we are back into the world of the Corona Cup. It is episode 23 of season 2 of the Corona Cup. We are going to tackle pages 9 through 12 of the 32 pages of brackets. We are going to be doing the double losers bracket, which will then make for us a triple losers bracket. And then we will be doing round 2 of the tournament proper, which will not only set up obviously round 3 of the tournament but also set up round two of the consolation rounds. If that sounds confusing, try writing it down. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I'm in a weird mood. I've been in a weird mood, I think, uh, doing recordings ever since uh, by the book became the joy of booking. I feel, interestingly enough, like I am back to the start. I feel like I'm doing this for the first time all over again. And while there is obviously a part of my conscious mind that knows that I have done six years of this and recorded at this point, a couple hundred hours of podcast content, many of which by myself, it still feels strange. It feels a little weird. Uh, By the book, was a comfortable blanket. I had the 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 intro patter. I had the outro patter. I knew what I was doing, and this is a blanket that I think will just take me some time to uh, to put on and get comfortable in. I have this blanket. I'm sure you wanted to know this story. I have this blanket from my university <clears throat> bought. 2004 slash 2005 maybe so it's 16 17 year old blanket it's a sweatshirt blanket at this point it has holes in it uh probably from the age but also maybe from i don't know my violent dreams or what have you but i'm never going to get rid of it it will be it will be in tatters and i will probably ask my lovely wife to sew it into another blanket uh just so i have it like you know it is, I don't, won't say it's my security blanket. I don't bring it with me on vacation or anything, but there is certainly a level of comfort that I feel when I pull it on. I, I know immediately if it's the middle of the night and I you know have kicked the blankets off again, violent dreams. If I reach down and I grab, I have two or three sweatshirt blankets, depending on the temperature, scattered about my side of the bed. If I grab one and pull it up over me, I can tell from the feel of it whether it is my blanket or just one of the other common rabble of blankets. And that's not because it has huge holes in it. It's just the feel of it is is familiar. And that's what buy the book was. So I'm going to take some time. I got a new blanket here at the Joy of Booking. I'm going to take some time to put it on, to get comfy, for it to get to know me, for me to get to know it. And I'll tell you what, the fact that I am just rambling nonsense um, for the first four or five minutes of this show actually makes me feel better this actually makes me feel a bit like this is this is comfortable I think in some of these episodes I have been feeling like I need to you know go right into the show and have an introduction and have my statement of what I'm going to be doing on this episode so you know what to expect and I forget that you know if you're listening to this, most likely you're a friend, you know what you're getting with this show, you know who you're talking to, and so I can just be me. Maybe that's it. I've been putting this persona on because it's a new podcast and it's my own feed. There's a level of responsibility that comes with having your own feed. I can't ride Doc Manson's coattails anymore. That this this channel, this podcast feed, succeeds or fails On my shoulders alone, and I don't like that kind of responsibility, but I just need to remove myself from the situation, uh, separate myself from the emotion of it, which would be the Buddhist way to do it, and look at things objectively and go, this is new, this is different, but it doesn't have to be new, and it doesn't have to be different. That was actually rather therapeutic. I I mean it sincerely. Like, you know, I've got this G1 tournament thing that I keep falling asleep and seems to be happening while I'm dreaming. Um, I did the 26 match SummerSlam card, which I hope you enjoyed and checked out. Um, And those have felt odd. And, you know, I have felt slightly awkward about doing all of these podcasts. And now I honestly feel better. So thank you for coming with me on that, and I think I will feel better still because this, what we have going here, as he sips his water from a red Solo cup, because that's how I roll, Uh, especially at the end of the year when the idea of doing dishes when a school year is wrapping up seems like a lot of work, so we bought plastic cups and silverware and plates so that, yes, we're hurting the environment, but our stress levels are way down. And this tournament, this is old hat. I know what I'm doing with this. So... I'm feeling good. I'm feeling ready. Page nine is already open. I can see the double losers brackets here. I'm ready. I hope you're ready. Let's begin. First matchup, page nine, double losers bracket. The team of Dolph Ziggler and Jack Swagger, which I still, I have no idea. No recollection of whatsoever. None. The names are familiar, but the idea of them teaming, nary a clue. Um taking on serotonin, who, if I remember correctly, is Kaz and Havoc. And actually, I didn't even fathom this. Um, my Chromebook is over there. And by there, I mean I'm here at my little corner desk <clears throat> recording this. Over there is the spare bed, which is desk part two, for this is Megadesk. Uh, I cannot reach it. I would have to push the chair away, take the headphones out, and slide over there to get it. So maybe I'll try doing these four pages without uh, the Chromebook to lean on to help me. It'll be interesting to see how that changes things. I remember serotonin. I don't remember Ziggler and Swagger. Serotonin has a name. I'm not going to go over all the rules. You probably understand what the rules are for this show. Uh, Serotonin's got to get the win here. And Ziggler and Swagger, despite being two former world champions, and Ziggler's clearly a Hall of Famer, jury's probably still out on Jack Swagger, <clears throat> uh, they're in the uh, triple losers bracket. Who will they be taking on? Let's find if we even do a triple losers bracket. I, uh, there's Jeremy, co host of the Peace of Business podcast, uh, sent me a suggestion that I might play around with um, Christian York and Joey Matthews. Taking on Private Party. A lot of people watch AEW and a lot of people like Private Party. I do not fall into either of those categories because I haven't, I've watched maybe one or two Private Party matches. So I, I fully am admitting and confessing right now to you that I do not know enough about them to make a truly informed decision. However, that's not what this show is. This show is not about truly informed decisions. So I am safe in saying that Private Party is like Street Profits, but much, much worse. And so despite the fact that they do have a name, I can't name the members of the party. I think there's a queue in there somewhere. So I am giving the win to Christian York and Joey Matthews. Private Party is in the triple losers bracket with Dolph Ziggler and Jack Swagger, So that completes this part. Now we turn to the front side of this page, which is where we do the tournament proper, where we get some teams that are a bit more exciting, at least to me, hopefully to you. I chuckle here a bit because I see that page eight, the dirty white boys, and I made a note that it was Len Denton, uh, Jeremy, the aforementioned co hosts of the Piece of Business podcast with Armbar Abbott, you should be w- listening to them if you are not, uh, was apparently screaming at his podcast gimmick phone or computer, whatever he was choosing to listen to me on, because I couldn't remember who Tony Anthony teamed with in the Dirty White Boys. And Jeremy, of course, being a dirty white boy himself, though I hope he took a shower, uh, he knew. And so he was he was yelling at me for not knowing. Let's return to page nine, our first matchup. I would love to watch this match, Demolition. This is the Axe and Smash version, taking on the team of Chris Candido and Lance Storm. I loved the Candido and Lance Storm team in ECW. I watched that, I believe, in 2020 when I was big into my quests because I had lots of time with the quarantine and all. However... Demolition had this hugely long title reign. Demolition, very important team. I don't know if the, you know, everyone says the the Road Warriors were big trendsetters, and by says, it's obvious. The Road Warriors were huge trendsetters. Demolition, I feel like, came after that, and I feel like in some way were influenced by the Road Warriors, the face paint, the kind of studded collar look, maybe some Mad Max influence there as well. But... And I don't know that Demolition informed a lot of other people. Yes, they eventually had a three-man team, but they weren't free-burning it, as far as I can remember. But still, bury Darso. When you can bury Darso, you bury Darso. So I'm giving Demolition the win. That match would be a lot of fun. Chris Candido and Lance Storm move to the bottom of the uh, consolation bracket, where they will take on... J and J security. So despite losing that match with demolition, I I think we can safely say they will probably beat Noble and uh, again, Hey, Joey Matthews, um, AKA Joey Mercury, but that would be another excellent matchup. Moving back to the front, uh, the team of Naito and Sonata, L I J I'm assuming uh, taking on, Crusher Bam Bam Bigelow, which was weird that he needed another nickname. Uh, and Big Van Vader. I mean, come on. I like Naito. I love me some Sonata. But it's Bam Bam and Vader. You know, it's possible that Bam Bam and Vader could, honestly, win this whole thing. They're two hosses. They both can do moonsaults. They both have incredible looks. They were probably a great tag team. Uh, they're taking on... Well, well, you know. You've been listening. They take on Demolition, which would be an awesome kind of brawl match. <clears throat> in this moment, in this snapshot in time, I'm inclined to pick Bam Bam Invader, even though I don't know that the, the stats would hold that out in terms of, well, A, Demolition has a name. But let's not go into the third round. That's not what we're here for. Naito and Sonata, constellations, and we get another... Uh, Japan match here taking on Rapongi Vice. I understand Rapongi Vice themselves are not Japanese, but they are a New Japan tag team. Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart, the next team on our list, taking on the team of Apollo and Sonny Siaki. I do remember them from TNA. I should get back into TNA. I've been watching more Peacock, trying to get ready for In Your House, which is tonight. Uh... Apollo and Siaki was good, but Jarrett and Owen—if only because that was the team right before Owen's untimely death—and that was a good team. Yeah, Deborah in there. Uh, I enjoyed that team quite a bit. The blue, playing along with the Blue Blazer. I think Jarrett was the Blue Blazer at one point. Uh, they were good, so we will give them the win. Apollo and Sonny Siaki will take on the Wolf. Pa- oh, nineties. Excuse me, nineties. Lex Luger and Sting. Our final match here on page nine. Uh, The team of Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, excellent team, taking on the APA. Incredibly excellent team. No love lost to uh, Bryan and Rowan. That was a really fun. Daniel Bryan was excellent character development to be that guy. Rowan was a perfect uh, partner for them. They will go and take on... The Shining Stars, which, can I tell you, the the one or two week program that would lead to The Shining Stars versus Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan is something I would really like to see. Page nine, third round matchups coming your way. Demolition versus Bam Bam Invader. Would love to see it. Uh, Jarrett and Owen versus the APA. Would also love to see that. A lot of, lot of big tough people wrestling in this tournament and on this page, rather. And Jeff Jarrett's there, too. Page 10. Page, page, page 10. Double losers bracket. The Conquistadors. Uh, Not the Edge and Christian version. This is the version even before that where I couldn't tell you who they actually were. They were just Conquistadors wrestled at a Survivor Series, I think because they were trying to figure out how in the world to have 10 tag teams in a single match. Uh, Taking on the perfect event. As much as I, you know, don't love Sean Stasiak and I'm kind of apathetic about uh, Chuck Palumbo, they clearly need to win that. And then we have 3 Live Crew taking on High Voltage. I liked High Voltage. I'm just going to come right out and say it. I liked High Voltage. Uh, Robbie Rage and Kenny Chaos. Chaos, obviously, the more talented of the two. Um, but I enjoyed them, and I'm going to give them the win over Road Dogg and... Uh, Ron Killings. I was going to call him the truth. So, is that the right move? I don't know. Probably not. Three live crew won a tag title in TNA, I have to imagine, if not multiple. Uh, You have Conan in there, too. But I like high voltage. And once I get into the double losers bracket and below, I'm no longer really concerned with what the right move is. None of these teams, apologies to the Conquistadors, none of these teams are setting the world on fire. So three live crew in the triple losers bracket. Front page, page 10. I didn't check to see if this was uh, recording. I mean, I can see it's recording. I didn't check to make sure the audio quality was good or that it wasn't like in wicked slow motion, but it looks like it's recording properly. Won't I feel weird and awkward and dumb if this isn't working? Should I check it right now? Yes. Am I going to? Not really. I'll just have faith. Uh, I have faith that this match is going to be amazing. Close your eyes. Uh, Close your eyes and then promise me while your eyes are closed, or you can open them because making a promise with your eyes closed is creepy, uh, promise me uh, you are only going to think about the in-ring talent Of the people I am about to name. Take all of the other stuff out. Just this once. Ready? Now you can close your eyes. Los Guerreros versus Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit. From a purely in-ring standpoint. ah, That is gold, Jerry. That is gold. Um, we of course have to factor in at least some portion of the outside stuff. Uh, there is no doubt that Chris Benoit is a bad guy and did bad things, whether or not his brain was acting properly is irrelevant for this purpose of the conversation because also Los Guerreros is a number one ranked team for a reason. They were amazing. So they will clearly get the win over Benoit and Malenko, but that match I could watch them wrestle best out at thirty and be very happy. Uh, ben Ma and Malenko head to the Constellations where they will take on the nasty boys. Next up, the Rougeau brothers, the fabulous Rougeau brothers, let me let me let me say the fabulous Rougeau brothers. Uh, taking on the head shrinkers. That would be fun. That's a very cool clash of styles. Technical Rougeaux, uh brawling, flying, quote unquote, savages of the head shrinkers. A lot of talent in that. I like the head shrinkers quite a bit. I will give them the win. Um, not my favorite Jacques Rougeau tag team, obviously. Uh, the Rujos will take on the team of Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. A great match, no doubt. The Undisputed Era. This is Fish and O'Reilly. So, not Red Dragon. Red Dragon is separate. I am distinguishing between the two. This is the NXT version of Fish and O'Reilly, uh, taking on from New Japan, Bad Luck Fale, and the Tokyo Pimp, which always leaves a sour taste in my mouth when I say it, uh, Takahashi. I don't know why I'm pausing. Like, I have to really think about this. This is a clear winner, and that would be The Undisputed Era. Um, I was wondering if Red Dragon might have wrestled either of them, probably at some point. Uh, You know, I like Bad Luck Fale. And again, this the specter looming over these tournaments is my lack of true understanding and knowledge of New Japan. Uh, And I take that. I own that. Uh, Fale and Takahashi will take on the Vianos, which I'll have to actually think about who I want to win that match. And then we have Billy and Chuck taking on power and glory. Oh, let me put my pen down. Wow. All right. So Billy and Chuck, both extremely athletic. Uh, Billy Gunn, I thought at one point was, you know, pound for pound, the best wrestler in the world. Probably wrong. Maybe the best athlete in wrestling. That was probably right. Chuck Palumbo, big guy, strong guy, good look. Similar things could be said for power and glory. Paul Roma maybe at one point was the best athlete in wrestling. He was a young guy, strong guy, looked good, probably a good athlete. And then you had Hercules, big guy, strong guy. That would be a great matchup, clash of styles. Um, yeah, but only one of those teams did the powerplex, which might be my favorite tag team finisher of all time. I think I've also said that we're going to need, like, that sort of tournament at some point. So, yeah, tough match. Again, if that went best if best of five, it would come down to match five. Uh, Billy and Chuck will take on the Pitbulls in the Constellations. I keep pulling my headphones out. Got to get some good ones. Maybe this summer. Your third round matchups from page 10. lot to love about this. Los Guerreros versus the Head Shrinkers. And the Undisputed Era, Fish and O'Reilly versus Power and Glory. I would watch either of those matches any day of the week. We're halfway home. Thanks for sticking with us. Page 11. Double losers bracket. Too Much versus Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli. I have a reason why I don't love Tino Sabatelli. We don't need to talk about that. Um, Riddick Moss, decent. Was weird that he randomly showed up on Raw for a bit and then, like, even was 24-7 champion. Not sure what that's about. Surprise, he's still with the company. I don't think he's been released. I didn't love too much either, though. Too much was too much, which I suppose was technically the point. Uh, so let's fall to our rules name i've seen them both i can name all of them uh historical context i don't think there's much of any too much eventually leads to too cool which is a lovely character shift which i do appreciate uh, so just based on the name alone the fact that they had a tag name i will give the win to too much next up Generation Me, not the actual Young Bucks. This is actually Generation Me uh, versus the Harris Brothers. Generation Me, you know, ran into Fire and Ice, which is my one of my personal favorite teams. And then the Edge and Christian version of the Brood. So rough couple of opening matches. Luckily for them, the Harris Brothers, I really just don't like at all. So Generation Me will pick up a win. They're now one and two in the tournament. I've been doing win loss records for the G1, so that's kind of in the forefront of my brain. So, Riddick and Tino and the Harris Brothers are in the triple losers bracket. Which Harris Brothers? The NWO Harris Brothers. I'm glad you asked. Moving to page one LAX, Santana and Ortiz versus Shinzaro. Shinsuke and Cesaro. Uh, I have to look at something. Hold on, please. One, one. One, one, you'll understand why I'm saying this in a minute. One, 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 okay. We have a first. Uh, LAX Santana Ortiz is going to be the first number one seed to lose because I can't say I've ever seen one of their matches. I, everyone says they're very good. I am sure they are very good. But Shinsuke and Cesaro was a very good team that I enjoyed quite a bit. And I like that I have made them not Shinsuke, Nakamura, and Cesaro, but Shinzaro. So since it's my tournament, I'm giving them the win. Nobody hot tagged in. No hot tags at all on this episode, which is totally fine by me. Makes my life actually easier. I don't have to worry about stopping and adding audio and everything. Always love hot tags when they arrive. Never really uh, feel too badly about them when they're not here. So, Shinzaro advances. LAX will move to the constellations to take on the insiders. So, Santana and Ortiz versus DDP and Kevin Nash. Uh, Naito here again. This time, I think, with uh, Daryl Takahashi. I don't know his first name. I think it's Yujiro, but that could be the other one. Yukio. Daryl Takahashi. Uh, taking on the American males, American males, American males, American males. <sighs> I am sorry to anyone listening who's really into New Japan. You You can't have made it this far. You can't. You could not have made it this far. 64 episodes of season one, now into 23 episodes of season two. That's almost 90 episodes, which is over 40 hours of this tournament. You could not be a serious hardcore New Japan fan and still be listening to this because you would have turned off this tournament in disgust at how just I am not appealing to the New Japan people. I can't say that I've seen Naito and Takahashi in a match that I am aware of. The American males have a tag team name. I don't know Takahashi's first name. Like, there's a lot of things here that make it... I I gotta go with Marcus and Scotty. I got to. Naito and Takahashi will take on the aforementioned uh, Edge and Christian Brood in the Constellations. Fire and Ice, another aforementioned team. They took on Generation Me and won. Uh, They are taking on the Hurricane and Rosie. Three super heavyweights and a guy who acts like a super heavyweight. They don't have a team name, but Hurricane and Rosie is a fantastic tag team. The fact that they took Rosie from three-minute warning and turned him into the superhero, and then you add in, does it applies to nothing, but then you add in that that's Roman Reigns' brother. I got to go with Hurricane and Rosie. I got to. I love Scott Flash Norton. I love Ice Train, but they were not going to beat the Hurricane and Rosie. They will likely beat Heath Slater and Justin Gabriel, who they will wrestle in the constellations. Final matchup of page 11. The vaudevillains versus the Briscoes. This is Jay and Mark Briscoe, not Jack and Jerry. That would be a fantastic match. Um Simon Gotch is in MLW, not Ring of Honor. But that would have been that would have been a match that you would have expected to see after the Vaud Villains. I know Simon Gotch went first, and then Aiden English later. That would be very good, but I am well-versed enough in Ring of Honor to know that the Briscoes have to win that match. So, love to the Vaudvillains. Their stuff with uh, blue pants was excellent. They will move on <laughs> to the Constellations, where they go from taking on uh, the Briscoes to taking on the Big Show and Kane. So it's good that the vaudevillains were able to beat the Harris brothers. Because I don't think the next couple matches are going to be very good for them. All right, page 11. Third round matchups. Shinzaro versus the American Males. Sure, I'd be entertained. And the Hurricane and Rosie versus the Briscoes. Also entertained. We have one page to go before we say goodnight, my friends. Uh, The boys... Brendan and Braden, Brendan and Brent, Bristy and Brokey, Braby, Brapple and Brutabaga, uh, Dalton Castle's boys will lose to the Mexicools, who lost to the Blade Runners, okay, that was a hot tag, and then lost to the Misfits in action, yeah, okay, I suppose that's probably the right choice. I was trying to figure out how the Mexicals made it into the double losers bracket. They win. They advance. They beat the boys. And then we have Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupree versus the Naturals. I am sure at some point I watched Kenzo and Rene. I watched the Naturals. i never really got the Naturals. They didn't do anything for me. But they have a team name. And sometimes that's all you need. So the Naturals advance. Kenzo and Rene in the triple losers bracket. These are our final round two matchups for today. Uh, The Dudleys, number one seed, WWF Dudleys, taking on Mortis and Wrath. Will we get two number one seed eliminations back-to-back? Of course we won't. As much as I like Canyon and Adam Bomb, they can't beat the Dudleys. Can they beat Sting and Ric Flair? We'll find out because that's the round two consolation matchup is Sting and Ric Flair versus Mortis and Wrath. Authors of Pain, they were in the news recently. Uh, somebody said they retired. There was a rumor that they had retired and had gotten regular kind of nine to five jobs. They have since uh, refuted that, though I don't think they refuted that they got nine to five jobs. I think they just refuted that they've retired. I like Authors of Pain, D.Lo Brown Jr. and Razar the Good One. Um, I think they're great and I don't think they're over. I think they're waiting for the right opportunity. And that's the kind of team that I could see WWE being like, hey, let's bring you back. Even if it's in a short term run, let's bring you back. You went out the right way. You didn't make waves. I don't think they went on Renee Young's podcast and started talking trash. Come on back in. We want to you know, put you with the Viking Raiders for a short program. See how you do. And we'll go from there. So I hope they have uh, some more success. They're taking on the Blade Runners. So Authors of Pain versus Sting and the Dingo Warrior, a.k.a. the Ultimate Warrior. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Jeremy didn't weigh in. So obviously he's okay if the Authors of Pain win. Let's go through our rules. Both teams have a name. That's a draw. Seen versus not seen. Seen. I've watched the Authors of Pain wrestle. I don't know that I've seen the Blade Runners wrestle. Or if I did, it was probably a very quick squash match. Advantage, AOP. Historical Context, the Blade Runners led to Sting and the Ultimate Warrior. Like Their careers began as part of that tag team. Authors of Pain, no major historical context that I am aware of. Advantage, Blade Runners. Took me a minute to remember the name because I'm staring at my closet door for reasons I don't know. And the fourth uh, names Occam and Razar. Weird, dumb play on Occam's Razor. And the Blade Runners that are Rock. <laughs> and I want to say Roll, but I don't think that's right. Flash. I will turn to my phone. I'm not going to go get the Chromebook. I said I wasn't going to. Wise? Okay, I've apparently had podcasts been playing this entire time. Um, I'm listening to one with Barack Obama. I don't even know where that came from. Uh, let's see. Blade Runner's Wrestling. If it's Rock and Flash, that's amazing. Uh, let's see. Blade Runner Rock and Blade Runner Sting who was Freedom Fighter Flash. So I was I I was right kind of. I got Rock. I knew that Rock was the ultimate warrior. I didn't realize that Sting was Sting, but he was Flash. So I was I would give myself that. Technically that has to go to AOP because I had to look up Even though I was right, I still had to look it up, so the confidence wasn't there. Authors of Pain won titles. Blade Runners, I'm not sure, won anything. But again, Blade Runners went on to have a really successful career. Authors of Pain. In season one, I had some bestie votes. Do I want to do that? Sure. Sure. Why not? Let's do it. Uh, You, the listener, you will determine which team advances to the third round where they will take on and probably lose to the Dudleys Authors of Pain or Blade Runners. I will try to remember to put out the uh, tweet when this drops on Tuesday, give you a couple of, you know, 48 hours or so to vote. And we'll see where we stand. Even if only four people vote, you know what? Hopefully you don't vote in a tie. So we will have the first bestie vote of season two. That's kind of exciting. Uh, Third match. Oh, Jeremy, you're going to let me do this? Okay. You asked for it. Uh, The team of Vicious and Delicious, Buff Bagwell and Scott Norton, uh, are going to defeat... The Garvins, Jimmy and Ronnie. I will assume that Jeremy has no strong love for the Garvins, or he just wasn't paying attention. Uh, The Garvins will take on the Misfits in the Constellations, but Vicious and Delicious, possibly my favorite tag team name of all time, advances. Our final matchup of the day, Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn, back when they were the Radicals. Taking on, thumbs out to the side. We are the bar! As much as I love Dean Malenko, and he is one of my favorites of all time, and Perry Saturn, good. Not great, but good. I gotta give that to the bar all day long. Malenko and Saturn will take on the killer bee. Uh, I would love to tell you both of the third round matchups, but I can't because you haven't voted yet. The Dudleys will take on the winner of the Bestie poll. And then in the bottom half of the bracket, Vicious and Delicious will take on the bar. <sighs> there are 20 more pages to go, which looks like if my math is right. And it is because I've checked five more episodes of this. These rounds, it's going to be a long one. You know, I could do mega episodes where I get a lot of this tournament done. And I think that once we get through these five and the second round is done and the double losers bracket is done, I will probably take the triple losers bracket. And whether or not I take Jeremy's idea, we will get that done in one episode because I just want some of these teams to be figured out. I don't think I'm going to do a ranking. I'm not going to do 500 number 1 to number 512. I'll probably have some of the you know, the bottom four maybe we'll figure out for the my least favorite teams and then we'll of course rank the top. I think in the season 1 I ranked 128. We'll see where I where I go with that. But there we have it folks. 9 through 12 is done. Some great teams, some great matchups, and the first Bestie vote of the season, which is exciting in and of itself. I'm going to write myself a note on my index card, which I always have with me. Uh, Vote for Besties AOP versus Blade Runners Tuesday. Put a little cloud around it so that I remember. And I'm sure if you hear this, you'll remind me if you don't see a poll. Uh, Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Corona Cup. Uh, My name is D.C. Matthews at The D.C. Matthews. I hope you had fun. Maybe you learned something. And I hope you celebrated the joy of booking. See you next time.